0: Modern education has no answers to our many disturbing world problems. Learn about true education, the kind of education that produces real, practical solutions that actually work, the kind of education that will solve all our problems. Next, on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry.
1: Greetings, everyone. Education in this world does not know how to solve our problems. But, in our colleges, we teach our students how these problems of the world are going to be solved, and even show people how they 're going to be solved. There is a solution, but uh, we have to remember in this world, our number one problem is that of human survival. Uh, people don 't think very much about that because it 's too frightening to even think about it, I suppose, and they uh, Try to be uh, unaware of uh, how bad that problem is. Well, we've been proclaiming that uh, solution for over 75 years, telling people how the problems of this world are going to be solved. In our colleges, we also have shown people how their individual problems are solved even today. And that's a big step in that direction. So let's take a look at the missing dimension in education. There is a missing dimension. From what I can tell, the uh, first college God raised to history was uh, during the time of Samuel. Now, Samuel is one of the former prophets, so he had a lot to prophesy about. When Samuel came on the scene, Israel had just gone through 450 YEARS of the Judges, and it was a TERRIFYING time! All kinds of slaughter, and the bloodiest time EVER in Israel! So they had no solution. They had turned away from God and were on their own, and did that which was right in their own eyes, and oh, how they suffered! And then finally Samuel came on the scene and began to really change all of that for Israel. And how did he do it? How did he do it? If you look at Acts 13 and verse 20, it talks about this period. That's the the uh, book that Luke wrote. So this is a critical subject and an issue that we really need to ponder and, and study and actually, we should be praying to see it, because it is God does give us vision and uh, insight if we really take it to Him in a, in a humble way. So let's think about this period and take a look at Acts 13 and verse 20 to begin with. And after that, He gave unto them judges about the space of 450 years until Samuel the prophet, one of the former prophets, and afterward they desired a king, and God gave unto them Saul, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, by the space of forty years. And when he had removed him, he raised up unto them David to be their king, to whom also he gave testimony, and said, I have found David the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, which shall fulfill all my will. And it just so happens that Samuel ordained David king but then he had to wait 17 and a half years before he was crowned and he went some re- through some real fiery trials in that process god was preparing david for something much greater he was going to make him king over all the 12 tribes of israel that's what he was being prepared for Verse 23, Of this man's seed has God, according to His promise, raised unto Israel a Savior Jesus. Then verse 24, When John had first preached before his coming the baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. So now we have Samuel and David, and David enters into the picture, and he plays uh, a key role in this uh, whole story. But. Samuel raised up three colleges, three of them. Let us look at Acts 3, verses 20, 21, and 24. This is something that shows just how valuable the educational foundation Samuel laid is today. Tremendous lesson for us to learn. Mr. Armstrong built three colleges on this earth. He followed many of the principles of Samuel, To raise up HIS college, and we, of course, have done the same to Mr. Armstrong and HIS college, because he preceded us, and we know that his college has taught the very truth of God. But notice what it says here. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restoration or restoring of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Yea, and all the prophets from Samuel. Well, it all began with Samuel. And those that follow after, as many as have spoken, have likewise. Foretold of these days they prophesied for them throughout history. God saw to it that that happened and here we have Peter specifically mention Samuel as the individual uh, that began all this after the judges after that four hundred and fifty years and really they didn't have anything any kind of an institution to to uh, give the people a solution but god showed samuel how to that he needed to raise up three colleges and what did he teach well i'll tell you what he what he focused on most of all was bible prophecy bible prophecy it is through bible prophecy that we get revelation from god and god says now if you'll do what i tell you i'll give you revelation i'll show you how you can solve your problems and i'll show you how this they're going to be solved in spite of you even if you rebel but it means a lot more suffering if that is a choice we have but here here is one of the former prophets and he foretold of these days he foretold of this end time the time of uh Peter and those men in the first century, and they thought they were in the last time, but had to see a little later that, no, that was only a TYPE of the end time when they had to enter into 70 A.D. But uh, most, well, all of the apostles had been martyred before that time. So those leaders really did have a rough time of it because this world has never been receptive to God's truth for the most part, and they get very very uh, angry at times when they hear even the truth of God. But we shouldn't do that. That's the worst thing we could do. We have to face these things, and what a blessing it is. Notice what the Sonsino commentary states Samuel's greatest claim to honor and the most permanent of his life's achievements were the schools of the prophets, which he founded and from which in the work of the Hebrew prophets there issued the supreme creation of Israel's religious genius, where the gift of prophecy, the gift of prophecy, God gives it as a gift if we will humble ourselves and be as a little babe or child, God will give it to us, he says. Where the gift of prophecy existed the schools would develop it but the members of the schools formed a religious and moral leaven in the life of the people you see this is a lesson for us today that's what peter was telling us in acts we need to understand what this is all about and samuel raised up three colleges three colleges and taught some of the greatest prophecies that would ever be proclaimed in the Bible. Samuel had a lot to say about Biblical prophecy. Now, we here in Edmund today have a lot to say about uh, that as well. Our commission is to prophesy again. Revelation 10 and verse 11, we are to prophesy again. Herbert Armstrong raised up three colleges, we have raised up two, and, and uh, a part-time college even in Jerusalem because we have a biblical archaeology institute in Jerusalem, and we study archaeology very closely because it too prophesies what is coming. Believe it or not, there's a lot of prophecy in archaeology, a lot of understanding. Now, let me read you a scripture over in 1 Samuel 3 and verse 1. Here it says, And the child Samuel ministered into the eternal before Eli and the word of the lord was precious in those days there was no open vision well what does that mean no open vision it means no no revelation from god in all of that 450 years because they didn't want god to guide them they they got rid of the king that god gave them they got rid of samuel they didn't like that they wanted to work it out themselves and it just became the bloodiest history EVER that Israel had to experience. I mean, that was abysmally degenerate uh, time in, uh, in Israel. Verses 2 and 3, And it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place, and he, in other words, his two sons were just turned loose and uh, they disobeyed God. And really ruled their father, and that wasn't pleasing to God at all. And his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see, and ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the eternal where the ark of God was. See here, the the lamp just went out. The same thing happened in our own church after Mr. Armstrong died. The lamp went out. They cast truth to the ground. And now they they God gave them no open vision or no new revelation, and they, they had to go, we had to go eleven hundred and fifty days without any kind of revelation after that. The lamp is called that lamp is the lamp of Elohim. It really means the God family. This is about God building his family. The very family of God. And if you're going to do that, you're going to have to have biblical prophecy and understand what, what vision is really all about and what wonderful uh, understanding prophecy gives all of us and inspires us and ters us to do what we need to be doing. But the God family is uh, when the church is united in obeying God, and it really is the God family on this earth, and it's going to be expanded into billions and billions of people before it's all over with the resurrections and so on. Notice what it says in uh, in verses 12 and 13. It talks about Eli's sons and how Eli was punished severely because he didn't control those. Sons, then verse 14, and therefore I have sworn unto the house of Eli that the iniquity or lawlessness of Eli's house shall not be purged with sacrifice nor offering forever. God was that wrathful toward Eli and what he did to turn Israel away from God. And then here was a teenager, Samuel, that came along and began to show Eli how he ought to be conducting himself. Samuel wouldn't let one word of God's Bible, or the, the Bible that was beginning to be built. He wouldn't let allow one word to drop. That's how he hungered for, for, uh, hungered and thirsted for God's truth. And that's what Christ told us in Matthew five and verse six, that we ought to hunger and thirst after this truth. That's the reason most people don't understand their Bibles, they don't hunger and thirst for God's plan and His wonderful blessings and His wonderful paradise. They just don't do that. They think they have that. That's not a good way to live. But oh, how much they have to learn! And it, the world is going to have to learn that, or they would not survive. God has to see to that. You see, so much of these uh, problems today, where the sons or the daughters are rebelling against their parents, that's just a kind of a routine thing today, it seems. And yet, that is not God's way, and it never is going to be able to unify us if we don't unify the family and and have it patterned and follow that pattern after God's family. Don't let any of those words fall to the ground. We we must cling to these wonderful truths. God blesses his people in every way if they obey. And what a wonderful, hopeful, and joyful way of life that is. Why would anybody reject it? Well, they'll find out why shortly. And I mean in a very very little amount of time. But again, how how precious is that to think that here was here was Samuel, uh, starting a, as a teenager to really understand God, and we'd go to, he'd go to the temple, and he'd go to Eli who was still in charge at that time, and and Eli could see that God was working with this teenager, that He had plans for him, and He was going to replace Eli and change the course of Israel basically revolving around those three colleges changed the course of all Israel and much of the world when David came on the scene and Samuel had a lot to do with helping David get there and that's an inspiring story as well but Samuel had a dedicated mom that was so sick of the Eli's time and all of the times of the judges that she said, if God would give her a son, she couldn't have a son. And if you give me a son, I will dedicate to him to your temple for all his life. <laughs> and she did just that. And of course, she had a husband that uh, was behind that as well. But she really had a uh, a powerful dedication to God, and even became a prophetess. And what a mother! Samuel had, and boy, did it ever uh, make a great prophet out of Samuel! This God-playing relationship that that family had really did make a great prophet. Notice verse 20 of this same chapter, And all Israel, from Dan, even to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was established to be a prophet of the Eternal. See, there was a, a new revelation, they knew that he was a prophet of God over all of Israel. That's really unusual. It should be that way today because we have had all kinds of truth in this land. Over 75 years, the truth of God has been taught to America and Britain and the Jewish state in the Middle East, in those nations in particular. God makes it available, but we have to choose to, to go that path and 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 uh, have that lamp in our lives. Samuel showed the way. Now there was a time when the Philistines came and attacked Israel and they took the ark with them even though they weren't it didn't mean anything to them even though it was where God spoke to Israel. And so Israel lost and then sometime later they uh, God says, Now, if you return to Me with all your hearts, I'll protect you. And the Philistines came at them again, and Israel just slaughtered them because God was with them. God will, will fight our battles for us if we will look to Him and His power, and we need His Holy Spirit to do that, and we can, uh, we can give you material that will show you exactly how to do that. So things began to change, and then uh, after that was all done, the uh, Israelites really went to God for protection, and uh, after they conquered the Philistines, Samuel took a stone, a big stone, and just called it Ebenezer, and it means the Stone of Help. Now, who could that be? We need the Stone of Help! That's Jesus Christ. He is the stone. He's the one that is the son of the Father who called us and, and brought us into his church if we uh, are located there. That's a that's what that's the way the process is done. The stone of help. Get your mind on that. We have all kinds of help from God if we will just choose it. And God Tried to get Israel to see that at that time, they didn't have the Holy Spirit and they didn't really get it like they should. But today we ought to get it because uh, God has made the Holy Spirit uh, accessible to all of us, every one of us, if we want it, but very few people do. They have to suffer more before they see that if that's the way they're going to choose to live. God promises that He will help us and EMPOWER us with uh, all of His spiritual power. We need to uh, realize what a uh, monumental job it was for Samuel because he raised up these three colleges, and it literally changed the course of Israel because he taught them there primarily the prophecy of God, which, of course, leads into the FAMILY of God that he had three colleges that he went around and taught all of them, everything he possibly could. And we'll show you a map that uh, illustrates that to you. He had three colleges, one in Bethel and one in Gilgal and another in Mizpah. These were cities, and he went to those different cities, and he taught those young men, mostly I think just all men because it was such a disastrous time in Israel. And they just called the men so that they could have ministers raised up, and people who would help get the work of God done. And and I think that uh, they didn't have a liberal arts college like we have today. We have men and women, because that's that's the way God really wants it. But I, in Samuel's time, I don't think they could. They had that luxury because it was so difficult. But it HAS been much easier in this end time so far! But we have to put our lives into God's hands. I want to just show you these uh, company of prophets and how they went out and prophesied, but I want to show you also a big portion of the Bible is in uh, poetry. And I wanted to read you something that Anna Akhmatova said about her friend Mandelstam Two of them, great poets, and Stalin exalted Mandelstam and put him into a little city where he couldn't uh, be of any harm, and and he was getting close to death. And she visited with him, and after she finished, she knew he was close to death. And here's what she said in the room of the exiled poet: Fear and the muse stand duty in turn, and the night is endless and knows no dawn. That's a powerful poetry. A piece of it, anyhow. And the night is endless and knows no dawn. That's the way it is for six thousand years in this world. That is the way it has been. But how how sad and how negative and how horrible that is. But you will find poetry in the Bible more powerful than that and men spoke in this. You remember Winston Churchill? He, 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 he spoke in poetry, and he was one of the greatest orators of all time! And it, poetry can make your messages much more uh, powerful and much more profound. So we need to learn about poetry, and we are going to be teaching a class on that here in our college next year. But anyhow some of the most beautiful poetry you've ever heard in your life is right there in the Bible and I don't have time to get into it but I'll tell you we need to learn to this Bible and realize that God educated his people far more than other people in the world. I'm telling you he really does. God gives them education that shows them how to solve the problems of the world and how to solve their own problems and build the very character of God so the first fruits will be able to, to uh, uh, s- sit on David's throne with Jesus Christ forever and ever and ever. And then after that, they'll help God bring the whole world into his family or those at least who will come. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends.
0: Modern education has no answers to our many disturbing world problems. Learn about true education, the kind of education that produces real, practical solutions that actually work, the kind of education that will solve all our problems. God led the prophet Samuel to establish three colleges in ancient Israel. These colleges produced a generation of leaders. The college founder, Samuel, anointed David as king. God's system of true education transformed Israel. True education spiritually revitalized the nation. Request Gerald Fleury's free booklet, The God Family Vision, to discover the epic foundation of true education. This kind of education would solve all world problems today if only people would listen. It is the most fundamental, basic, simple, understandable kind of education, but only if God opens your mind to it. Learn how true education starts in God's Word and in the family and soon will flow throughout God-fearing communities and nations all over the world. This truly is a vision of eternal hope and joy. It is the family vision of God the Father. Also request Gerald Flurry's free booklet, How to Be an Overcomer. Whether we realize it or not, each of us is in a war against sin. Those who refuse to acknowledge or fight in this war are losing. How to Be an Overcomer is the spiritual soldier's field manual for success in this war. Since true education flows from the Bible, you must valiantly fight the mighty spiritual forces trying to tear you away from studying and living by God's truth. You will also receive a free copy of our reprint article, The Most Important Question in Education. Contrast the hopeless, materialistic education of this world with true education that gets results. True education is not just about spiritual subjects, it is the right foundation for acquiring physical knowledge too. You may also request a free subscription to the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course and a free transcript of this television program. Unlock treasure troves of the most important knowledge. Build your understanding of the Holy Bible, the one book that will solve all world problems. We have a lot of literature to offer you today. As a reminder, all our literature is free of charge and will be sent to you without any follow-up or obligation. Request The God Family Vision, How to Be an Overcomer, The Most Important Question in Education, a subscription to our Bible Course, and a transcript of this program. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. The preceding program was a paid presentation of The Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.